This is Pastor Tanyola Fekshi, known as Pastor Tan. It has come to my attention once again that this is a broadcast that no one should sit here and neglect what God is saying in this time and this season. Do you see, and I even mentioned it to my husband, how we have flash flooding in California. Now they have had 13 earthquakes over 25 minutes in Southern California. Y'all marinate in that one moment. I mean, just pause for one moment. You marinate in 13 earthquakes over 25 minutes in Southern California. Do you see that God is talking and no one's listening? So I'm just going to put it out to you. We need to be more diligent, more attentive towards God is saying. And yes, I have been sitting here pondering. I mean, a lot of different things are coming up. It's becoming more profound that we as a nation, we need to be on alert. We need to be sitting here. We should have sat there and prayed for who we were going to put in the seat. Let me say that one more time for the people in back. I don't care if it's the blue house or the white house. You need to make sure you're praying and around the world, praying for the people that's supposed to be in these type of situations that's supposed to be governing our nation. At this point in time, you need to be praying. We need to be on the altar. We need to have these times where God is talking and we need to spend time to listen. I'm going to say that one more time. I don't know about you, but I know it's a sense of urgency when also at the same exact time I'm going through changes and also at the same exact time this nation is going through changes. Y'all don't hear me, though. Y'all don't hear me. When we as a nation are going through so many different pivotal changes in our whole entire life and you see the momentum, you see the different despondence and the stress of trying to figure out what we're going to be able to put on the table for our families while we're sitting up here trying to be able to make ends meet. And then at the same exact time, we're going to a job where we're not getting a financial boost, but Yet and still, the prices are going up in the world and all around. I'm, I'm just telling you that when I would go to the markets here in South Korea, I would take at least 50,001. That was my equivalent to about $50 in U.S. Uh, dollars. And I would take that money. And I would go and the fruits and the vegetables and everything that I would buy with it, even some things that I knew that my children would love to have, it has gone up. I had to at least spend about maybe, if that much, an adequate amount of at least $100 in order for me to be able to get what I need and satisfy what I need and keep what I have in the home. So I'm telling you right now that we as a nation, we as a people, we need to be praying. We got one more, one more time to go before God, to prepare ourselves. Because if you don't understand, this is spiritual warfare. This is not just, you know, something that you see in the physical. No, God is judging us and we need to listen. Amen. Now, when I am, I mean, he got me up at two, maybe 234. And I'm telling you right now, it has been on my mind. And I've been reading Amos, the second chapter and the third chapter. And I know you're like, man, prophetess, pastor, you are. Trust me when I tell you, it is like battling warfare right now. It is like the enemy wants to sit there and come into all these different avenues in our lives. And I'm not having it. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I don't care if you don't like this. I don't care if this is not the podcast for you, then you need to go ahead and go somewhere else because I'm not cookie cutter. I am not one of those uh, people that will sit here and tell you 
um, minutely what, no, I'm going to put it to your face. I'm just going to say it like it is. We need to be praying. We need to be fasting. We need to be giving God the glory, the honor, the praise. We need to be in our prayer closets. We need to be passing out and doing what God says do. We need to be. Now, I'm, now y'all don't, y'all don't understand. Man, I'm just in it for myself. I don't know about you, but I know about what I'm feeling. And right now, at this instant, the United States needs to wake up. Everybody's talking about the Super Bowl game. And personally, I didn't see not one lick of it. (laughs) I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I don't mind a good football, but I'm more of a person that is more college than professional. But I wanted to let you know that, you know, with the Joe Olstein shooting, this is stuff that you need to understand. It don't it don't seem right. Like something's not right with it. It doesn't settle in my spirit. So what I'm telling you is that be vigilant and ever so much because a lot of things are going to start coming out. A lot of things that people think that, oh, you know, some things I'm telling you, God is revealing to other prophets and also prophetesses. And God is revealing to apostles, those true ones. I'm talking about the ones that's living right. I'm not talking about the ones that's sitting up here and just mediocre in it. That's that's just sitting up here and, you know, being for saying they're for God, but then they're doing something else. So I'm letting you know this right now up front. This is something that we, you know, and judgment still begins with the house of God's house, with the church. It still does. But I'm just telling you right now is that because people's minds and hearts have turned away from God. Do you see the legislation in California that you have been able to let all these different things, all these different many demigods into California? Now you're starting to see the ruckus and the havoc that's coming in California. And yet and still you're starting to see, you know, uh, a car in Chinatown being uh, put to in flames. I mean, this is something that we as a body of Christ need to be praying more so than ever. You're starting to see more violence. You're starting to see more rage and hatred. And you have to start backing up. You have to start realizing that God is speaking and we need to be listening. We need to be checking ourselves. We need to, it's something about spiritual warfare that brings it out in us, that should bring it out in us that we should be on the ground. We should be sitting there. And when I say on the ground, I'm talking about spiritually. I'm talking about we need to be praying over our children, our household, our finances, everything that we have, we need to be. We need to be. As the body of Christ, we need to be out here doing what God says do and don't back down. Now, my topic Judgment begins at the house of God, and that's where it starts. But also at the same time, God simply told me to say, just repent. Repent. Everybody that is not of God, that is sinning and doing whatever you are doing that is not of God, and you know it's sin, and you don't want to sit here. And you want to sit up here, and you see all this calamity. You see all of these different, you know, you have you have a lot of earthquakes, tornadoes. You have a whole lot of natural disasters coming at all the same time at all different angles. And you don't want to repent. You don't want to sit here. And you don't want to do self-surgery on yourself. I mean, looking at yourself all the way through and talking to God and saying, Lord, please forgive me. For all of the idle words, the thoughts, the, you know, the intrigue, the words that's coming out of my mouth, the things that I said, the things that I I, I said in my mind and all of these different things, you need to be lying. All of that fornication, adultery, all these different, I don't, homosexuality, all these different things. We need to be sitting here and we need to be praying more so than ever. And when God says simply repent, it's just, just repent. And I looked it up in the Webster's, Merriam-Webster's Dictionary. And it says to turn from sin and dedicate. 
oneself to the amendment of one's life. Turn away from sin and dedicate oneself to the amendment of one's life to feel regret or contribution. To change one's mind, to feel sorrow, regret, to, I mean, to go away from it. I understand we have this perception of what this society, excuse me, has told us that as a Christian, we can cuss, we can do this and do that. No, you cannot. How can one walk together, except it be agreed? How can you sit here and have profanity coming out of your mouth, but yet and still you want to praise God with the same voice? Not so. You want to sit here and Monday through Friday or Saturday live like hell. And then by Sunday, you want to live safe. No, absolutely not. That is not what God is saying. And we need to, as the body of Christ, start realizing that God is speaking and we need to be listening. Now, going into Amos, the second chapter. And I, man, I'm telling you, usually... I'm, you know, I have been honestly just, I'm, I'm like, wow, God is just speaking and we don't want to even listen. We don't even want to discuss. We don't even want to talk about it. But when God is listening, we need to be listening and we need to be talking. We need to be shushing it. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back, shushing it. We need to be listening, taking pen and paper and saying, look, God, you know, in our minds and say, wait a minute. Okay, you know what? Let me go ahead and stop. Let me go ahead and stop doing this. Let me go ahead and stop doing that. Let me as an individual start taking note of what I'm doing. And if it's not benefiting me, we need to start. And stopping what we're doing. Let me say that one more time for the people. If you don't see that this type of way or the relationship or how we are speaking or doing what God is saying or not even doing what God is saying, but how we're living, how we're sitting up here and the very thoughts that come to our mind, we need to start casting them out if it's not of God. And I had to start realizing, let me renew my mind on a daily basis. Let me get up and start realizing that I need to start moving more. I need to start doing this and that. And I need to ask God. I mean, when I say this and that, that means things that I know that God has told me to do immediately. Let me get up and do it. Let me get up immediately and talk about it. Let me immediately sit there and say, you know what, God, you have been able to give me this podcast. Let me immediately start doing this. Let me immediately. It's sometimes I have to get to a point where I am swamped. I am a mother. I am a podcaster. I am a wife. I am, you know, sitting up here in my household. I am the CEO of my household. But at the same exact time, I have to break things down where I have to sit there and it's got to be the immediate position of let me say what I need to say and then I need to go through it. Let me go ahead and get it over with. Let me go ahead and start seeing what God has said about this and that. And it comes out that I need to be able to. It is a part of me that I have to sit there and say, okay, God, you told me it's time for me to do this. So I need to immediately respond. It's, it's do or die right now. It's, it's either you sit there and realize and say, wait a minute, God is speaking to me. Let me talk. And then let me change. Let me functionally, spiritually, mentally go and go where he needs for me. I need to shift in this season. I need to go the distance and I need to shift a lot of different things that are going in my way. And I have to sit here and I have to tell myself, Okay, this is the way that I need to go, but I need because God's telling me I got to shift my situation in order for me and my direction to go a different way or a different manner or behave a different way because God is requiring me to do this. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I have to shift my weight. I have to shift my different 
despondencies and the way that I'm talking and the way that I'm addressing things. And I have to be articulate. I have to sit there and I have to tell God and God is telling me to say this or say that. I need to be able to be direct and functional. And I have to be able to say it within a manner that you can be able to comprehend and also understand that I am talking. When God is talking, I am listening and then I have to put it out. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Obedience is better than sacrifice. I'm going to say it like simply put. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Amos, second chapter. Please get your Bibles. If you have, please get a King James Version Bible because I have seen where China has trying to be able to alter some things and, you know, NIVs and all these different, all these different Bibles are coming out, but they're omitting things. So we need to get, like I said, for me, I'm concrete. I have at least three Bibles in my home. Why? Because I need to see the word. I need to be able to have them functioning in my house and I need to be able to eat. I need to be able to eat when I'm supposed to be fasting. I can eat from the word of God and I can sustain from my whole entire being of my body that is not predicated on food, but getting the nourishment and the food that I need from the word. I am I am doing what God says do. So please understand this is very important. Get your journal, whatever you have, pen, paper, so that we can be able to get right into it. Amen. Amos, the second chapter, thus says the Lord, for three transgressors of Moab and for four, I will turn, I will not turn away the punishment thereof. Let me say that one more time for people in back. Thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of Moab and for four, I will not turn away the punishment thereof because he buried the bones of the king of Edom into line and i will send a fire upon moab and it shall devour the palaces of kenot and moab shall die with torment with shouting and with sounds of trumpet oh y'all come on now come oh y'all 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 do y'all hear that do y'all see that and you're like, man, Pastor, you've been into a whole lot of the Old Testament. Do you understand that when I go into the Old Testament, a lot of the times, a lot of people don't like the Old Testament, but you're starting to see a whole lot more of who God is. God ain't just love. He is a jealous God. So he's going to be also sitting up here and telling you, I will not have you to have no other God before me. Now, I want to sit here and let's go to Jeremiah for a few minutes. And it says the 48th chapter and the 24th verse. And it says that and unto Kenel and unto Basra and upon all the cities of the land of Moab, far or near. Verse 25, the horn of Moab is cut off and his arm is broken, saith the Lord. Verse 26, make ye him drunken, for he magnifies himself against the Lord. Moab shall swallow in his vomit, and he also shall be in delusion. Let me say that one more time. Make ye him drunken, for he magnified himself against the Lord. Moab shall wallow in his vomit, and he shall be in deseration. 27. For was not Israel a deseration unto thee? Desertion unto thee. Was he found among thieves? For since thou spakest of him, thou skippest for joy. Oh, y'all don't see Moab. And I was looking up Moab and I was like, man, God, y'all. See, that's the thing. We can't sit here and not just sincerely look at what God has been able to do. And then you wonder why you see so many times in the book, in the Bible, of how it translates to some of the ways that's going on with us today. Now, Moab, it says uncertain, gentle, a transgressional state, 
lying E of the Dead Sea and occupying the platitude between the Wallace, Aaron, and Zoran. It was bound on the S by Edom. This area is about 3,200 feet above sea level and is it is cheerful it is rolling countries well adapted for pasturage the ancestors of the moabites were moab and producers of the animus union between lot and eldest daughter okay he is now mentioned and nowhere else in the bible the moab settled first in air just east of the southern part of the Dead Sea and quite close to the site of the destroyed cities of the plains. The Lord commanded Moses not to vex them when Israel passed through their vicinity on their way to the promised land. Did you remember that? I'm hoping you did. But if not, this is some just a brief summary or synopsis of what Moab was. However, when Israel had almost reached their destination and was camped in the plains of Moab, Balak, sensing that he could not save himself from uh, Israel by forcing his arms, hiring Balaam to come and curse Israel. Now, this is something interesting, and we will get back into that in a few. But honestly, Moab, because of Lot, and his eldest daughter had it pretty much because of what happened with when he had came from Sodom and Gomorrah and he escaped and his wife went and for whatever reason we went into this also she turned looked back into you know Sodom and Gomorrah and God the angels told him not to so that was her you know judgment was turned into a pillar of salt and since Lot and his daughters, especially his daughters, thought there was no other man that they cannot be able to have children with or what have you, you know, the daughters were able to go into their father and, you know, get him pretty much uh, um, drunk and pretty much, uh, you know, had uh, sexual relations with him in order for them to have and produce heirs. Now, this is the product of Moab. Whew. Now, does that sound like some of the things that's going on today? Yes, it does. And it is becoming a more and more transparent. That's why I said, even in the Old Testament, God is still speaking because now you're starting to see and you're like, wait a minute. Well, pastor, you know, you know, God is speaking also in the New Testament. Yes. But also the same exact time. We need to go back to the Old Testament because we're starting to see a lot of similarities or symmetry within the different, uh, different countries or different sex or different uh ways of life during that time that God is speaking and we need to listen. So also at the same exact time when it was talking about Amos cuz I really wanted to get to this part. It says Amos 2 1 second chapter 1 through 3 pronounced the death sentence on Moab and is and Isaiah 15 chapter and 16 chapter the prophecy against Moab gives in much detail the coming destruction of Moab and this was faithful by the shalom of Asir or his successor Sajan and a lot of times we need to understand that a lot of people will sit there and well, Pastor, what does that I mean the reflection? It's about also their behaviors, what they expected and how did they live at that time. And this information came from uh Zovan Illustrated Bible Dictionary. And this was huge because now more than ever, do you understand that we as a nation are teaching other nations what to do and what not to do, whether it is of God or whether it is of Satan. Man, Pat, I'm just saying, I'm telling you, this is the stuff that really has to be able to be said and reset and, and keep saying it until we realize this is some things that, you know, is conjoined together if you don't sit there and turn from your wicked ways. If you keep sinning, 
and you keep fornicating, you keep lying, you keep doing this and that, and you live off of that, do you understand if you don't sit there and honestly ask for forgiveness and turn from the ways that you've been able to be taught, then guess what? If you don't shift what you're doing in this time of season, all of those habits that you have, that's causing death. That's causing you to sit there and wallow in the pain and in the misery of all unforgiveness, stress. I'm talking from my experience. All of those different elements and it compacts into you and you're honestly sitting here and you're at death's door because you're not listening. You're not hearing. You're not comprehending. You're not sitting up here and changing your ways. Now, let's go back. Verse three, and I will cut off the judge from the midst thereof, and I will slay all the prince thereof with him, saith the Lord. Look, judge means the righteous judgment. That means that you have an inclination of what is right and what is wrong. And you see the judicious system a lot of times is going for the wrong instead of right. And they're calling right wrong and wrong right. So now we need to have a self-conscious awareness of who God is. We need to be sitting there and saying, this is right is right, wrong is wrong. And stop sitting up here. And when you get to a point where you're sitting here and you're justifying your mess and God is sitting here and telling you it is not right. Do not go here. Do not do this. Do not say that. And God is telling you he is sitting up here and he is not just begging you, but he is pleading and telling you exactly what you need to do in order for you to go the right way. But you choose the wrong way. You can become a habitual sinner and also at the same time, your whole entire life, you can be sitting up here and your whole entire conscience will be seared with a hot iron. Y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me. That, that type of consciousness is knowing right from wrong, but you do it anyway. And then you try to justify it. You try to sit up here and say that I can be able to do this because I am who I'm supposed. No, you're not God. You are the creation, not the creator. And you need to know your place. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. This is something that you need to swallow on today. You Let me say that. Let me. Lord, let me be able to say this in a manner that people need to understand. When I say you need to be able to sit here and chew on this, and then it goes down into your spiritual man, and then it sits into your, and while it's going down, it has become very painfully aware that your whole entire consciousness of who God is in your life has to be able to reflect the whole entire thing what's going on and talking in this time, in this season. That when you hear the word of God, you're not going to turn away from it. You're not going to click away from it. You're not going to sit here and say, wait a minute, she must not be right. God is not speaking through her. See, that's the thing is that when we start realizing that we're doing something wrong, we need to honestly sit there and say, okay, God, how can I get this right? What am I doing wrong? Reflect in me what, show me who I am. And God will show you who you are, the good and the bad and the ugly. And when I say this is because we need to sit here, honestly, as a human being right now, when you see all the calamity, when you see people's minds are gone, when you see parents are sitting up here and killing their children, when you see that they cannot no longer keep up with the payments in the household or things are going on and they're losing their minds. When you can see that and you see and you are praying and asking God, what am I to do, Lord? What am I supposed to say? How am I supposed to address these different things? We need to be able to sit there, pray, pray 
We need to be able to also interject when God sits there and tells you to go to that person and talk to them, do it in love and kindness. And also at the same exact time, don't think that you are big enough that God won't come and snatch you out of what you've been doing. No, y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me. Well, Pat, no, I'm coming to you in love and telling you no, 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 because I don't want you to get to judgment day. And then you go before God and God says, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I knew you not. Now, let's go back into the what God is saying. Verse four, thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of Judah and for four, I will, I will not turn away the punishment thereof because they have despised the laws of the Lord, have not kept his commandments and their lies come them to err after the which their fathers have walked. Y'all see, God is trying to tell you, he's laying it down where when we were, remember when you were growing up, that when you did something wrong, that if you don't correct yourself or, you know, you will see the punishment coming way, you already knew what was the punishment. See, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, we had the weeping willow tree. And if we didn't pick the right switch to get hit with, we got hit with that, the wrong one. And then we went back and we got the right one. Or if we kept going for the wrong one, we get 10, 15, 20, 25, 35 licks. Y'all don't hear me though. But, and, and, and even when we get the right one, we still get hit with the wrong ones before we get to the right one. See, we have to bump our heads so many times that we as a human being don't even know what's right and wrong anymore when you sit there and you have become so unconsciously aware. You Since you sat there and you said, you know what, I'm going to do whatever I want to do and I don't care what God says. God is speaking in this hour and we need to be listening. Now, let me say this one more time. Because you have not kept his commandments and their lies caused them to err after the which their fathers have walked. Verse five, but I will send a fire upon Judah and it shall devour the palaces of Jerusalem. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Verse five, I have sent a fire upon Judea and it shall devour the palaces of Jerusalem. Verse six, thus says the Lord, for three transgression of Israel and for four, I will not turn away the punishment thereof because they sold the righteous for silver and the poor for a pair of shoes. Y'all, um, it, it, is, is, is it getting to that point yet? Have you understand the clarity of this situation yet? Pastor, we haven't seen, okay. I'm telling you, thus says the Lord for three transgression of Israel and for four, I will turn away the punishment thereof because they have sold the righteous for silver and the poor for a pair of shoes. Verse seven, that pant after the dust of the earth on the head of the poor and turn aside the way of the meat and a man and his father will go into the same maid to profane my holy name. They will sit up here and sleep with the same woman, the father and the son sleep with the same woman and say it is good. Absolutely. What have you are doing? What have we, what have we been doing? What? What are you, what have you been doing? God is saying, repent, simply repent. I'm just repent, repent. I mean, earnestly turn from your wicked ways. It is time. Verse, and that ain't even in the Bible. I'm just saying God is speaking. Verse seven, that pent after the dust of the earth on the head of the poor and turn aside the way of the meek. And a man and his father will go into the same maid to profane my holy name. Verse eight, and they lay themselves down upon clothes laid to pledge by every altar. And they drink the wine of the condemned in the house of their God. Y'all, I don't know what you think. But when you have little demigods in your household and it is, it has been proven and found in the Romans, they used to have the little demigods and they found one when they sat there and they dug up some of the Roman houses and they saw 
these little demigods, and they would call them house demigods, and they would sit there and have altars for these demigods and sit here and praise and worship these things because they thought that was how they're able to you know, purify and keep their household. I'm telling you right now in the name of Jesus, get rid of the demigods in your life, whether it's the TV, whether it's the food, whether it is computer games, whether it is this or that, whether it is a woman, whether it is a man, whether it is a car, whether it is uh, all of these different things, get rid of it. Simply repent, just repent. Go back to God. Shift what you have in your mindset and go back to God. Now, let's go back. It says in verse 9, Yet destroyed I the Amorites before them, whose height was like the height of the cedars, and he was strong as the oaks. Yet I destroy his fruit from above and his roots from beneath. Verse 10, also I brought you up from the land of Egypt and led you 40 years through the wilderness, possess the land, to possess the land, excuse me, of the Amorites. Verse 11, and I raised up your sons for prophets and your young men for Navarites. It is not even thus, O ye children of Israel, saith the Lord, but ye gave the Navarites wine to drink, and you should not do that. That is against what God has said for them. And commanded the prophets, saying, Prophesy not. What? Let me read that one more time. Let me read it. Verse 12, But ye have given the Navarites wine to drink, and command the prophets, saying, Prophesy not. What? You you think that God is not going to speak in this time and this hour? You think that God is not going to sit here and give the true living word of God to the prophets and the prophecies? You think, no, 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 God is not saying be silent. We need to be speaking and spare not. I don't care what people say. I don't care what they, that's, that's what God has said. If God gives me a word of, to speak, I need to speak it. And it's thus says the Lord. I don't know who, I don't know who has been smoking whatever, but you need to put it down. You honestly need to stop sitting up here. The crack cocaine of sin. Now, let me say that one more time for the people in the back. The crack cane of sin, the weed, the cocaine, the stuff that you are so addicted to has become your sin. Do you the sex, the 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 malice, the the fornication, the the adultery, the all of these different things that you're doing. You are simply sitting up here and being addicted to that instead of you going away from what you're doing and you're shifting what God is telling you to do in this season. God is waking us up, America, United States. You need to wake up. Stop sitting up here and thinking that it's your skin tone, it's this and that. No, God is saying in this time, in this season, in this hour, he's been saying it. He doesn't mind if you are Jew, if you are Greek, if you are not of God. He is telling you to come back home. He And the ones that are in the church, y'all are doing the most and saying, oh, I'm saved. No, you're not. If you're sitting up here sleeping with somebody that's underage, you're not saved. If you're sitting up here smoking, drinking, cussing, you're not saved. If you're sitting up here and the women, you're not dressing modestly, that doesn't mean that you cannot put on a pair of pants. But when you see that those pair of pants are sitting up there and showing all your world, let me say that one more time for the people in the back. And you're sitting up here and you're sitting up here showing all your world in those pants. Something's wrong with it. You need to get saved. You need to be delivered. You need to set yourself free from all of that mess. You need to start sitting up here and saying, save the imaginations for your husband. Save the imaginations for your wife. I'm going to say that one more time for the men. Some of y'all don't need to be sitting up here with these pants that's so tight you can't even be able to sit there and sit in church right let me say that oh y'all don't y'all don't like this i honestly 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 do you understand god is speaking and we need to be listening now let me go back because lord help me jesus lord help me jesus verse 13 behold i am pressed under you as a cart is pressed that is full of sheaves 
Verse 14, therefore the flight shall perish from the swift and the strong shall not strengthen his force. Neither shall the mighty deliver himself. Verse 15, neither shall he stand that handleth the bow and he that is swift of foot shall not deliver himself. My God, neither shall he have right if the horse delivered himself. Verse 16, and he that is courageous among the mighties shall flee away naked in that day, saith the Lord. Do you understand that even the top elite people that is in physical top shape, special forces, all these different things that are going on, when God sits there and brings judgment, even their hearts will fall. Think about that. Even their hearts will fall because they did not do what God says to do. And when you're going back, and I looked at it and I was like, wait a minute, do you understand that when God says the cedar, I think about the cedar trees in California. There are like almost 22, 33, 58 tall. I mean, huge. And the size of those people were huge. We were like, you know, the Israelites were like grasshoppers to them. And God cut them down for them. And when God delivered them from Egypt and from their demigods and the way they were living, do you understand the magnitude that God goes for us? Do you understand that the enemy can press us so much, but we need to still sit there and say that God lives and breathes and has our move and our being. And we should be able to sit there and say, it not Peneo that God has the breath of life for us that we should be able to sit there and encourage each other and say, sister or brother, God bless you, love you, keep going. No matter what's going on, keep going. Even when your mind doesn't see it, even when your heart sits there and says, God, do you understand? Do you see? But then you honestly say, God, my redeemer still lives. My, I know my redeemer still. I know that he will be able to bring me out. I know that he will be able to deliver me. I know that he will be able to give me manna from heaven. I know that he will be able to trust. When everybody trusts in chariots and horses, who do I trust in? I trust in the living God. I trust in God alone. And I know that he will deliver me. I shouldn't have to negotiate anything in my life because I live for God and I am the head and not the tail. I shouldn't have to. Come on now. Y'all need to understand that. When you know who God is in your life and he's the focal point in your life, you will not hesitate to get down on your knees. You will not hesitate to give God the praise and the glory. You will not hesitate to talk to the enemy and tell him who God is and who you are living for when he comes into your face. You will not hesitate to do what God says do no matter what. So when I tell you that you need to repent, that's coming from God. Don't sit up there and kill the messenger because you ain't living right, because you ain't doing what God says do, because you sitting up there with your happy butt thinking it's okay and it's all right to do what you've been doing. And then God sits there and tells you, absolutely not so. Go and repent and change your wicked ways. Then, oh my God, y'all don't, mm, my Lord, let me keep going. And then it says in verse 7, But I sent a fire on the wall of Gaz, which shall devout the palaces thereof. And I will cut off the inhabitants from Ashdod, and him that holdeth the sculpture from Ascon. And I will turn my hand against Erkon, and the remnant of the Philistines shall perish. Thus says the Lord God. And he has already done that. He has done so much more. Verse 9, thus says Lord, for three transgressions of Tyrus and for four, I will not turn away the punishment thereof because they delivered up the whole captivity, the idiom, and, re and remember if not the brotherly covenants. Excuse me, covenant. Verse 10, but I will send a fire on the wall of Tyrus, which shall devour the palaces thereof. 
Verse 11, thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of idiom and for four, I will not turn away the punishment thereof because he did pursue his brother with the sword and cast all off all pity and his anger did tear perpetually and he shall kept his wrath, excuse me, he kept his wrath forever. Verse 12, but I will send a fire upon Taman which has devolved the palaces of Boron. Verse 13, thus saith the Lord, all for three transgressions, excuse me, of all children of Ammon, and for four, I will not turn away the punishment thereof, because they have ripped up the women with children of Gal, that had might enlarge their border. Verse 14, but I will kindle a fire in the wall of Rabbah, and it shall devour the palaces thereof, with shouting in the days of battle, with a temperance in the days of when whirlwind. Fifteen verse, and their king shall go into captivity, he and his prince together, saith the Lord. Man, oh, let me go back. Lord, have mercy. We were just reading Amos first chapter 10 through the 15th verse. My God. My God, my God. Now, we're going to go into verse, uh, my God, Lord, him be Jesus. Verse 13, behold, I am pressing under you as a cart is pressed that is full of shaves. 14 verse, therefore the flight shall perish from the swift and the strong shall not strengthen his force. Neither shall the mighty deliver him, himself. 15 verse, this is, Amos chapter 2, 15 verse, neither shall he stand that hand of the bow, and he that is swift of foot shall not deliver himself, neither shall he that rideth the horse deliver himself. Verse 16, and he that is courageous among the mighty shall flee away naked in that day, saith the Lord. Verse 3, Chapter Amos, chapter 3, verse 1. Hear this word that the Lord have spoken unto you. O children of Israel, against the whole family, which I brought up from the land of Egypt, saying, verse 2, you only have I known of all families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. Can we walk together except that they be agreed? Let me say that verse one more time. Can two walk together except they be agreed? Verse four, will a, a lion roar in the forest when he have no prey? When a young lion cry out of his den if he has taken nothing? Can a bird fall in a snare upon the earth where no gin is for him? Shall one take up a snare from the earth and have taken nothing at all? Verse 6, shall a trumpet be blown in the city, and the people not be afraid? Shall there be evil in a city, and the Lord have not done it? Verse 7, surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secrets unto his servants, the prophets. Yes, he does. Amen. Verse 8, the lion have a sword, who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken, who can but prophesy? Let me say that one more time. Verse 7. Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealed his secrets unto his servants, the prophets. Verse 8. The lion haveth word, who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken, who can but prophesy? Verse 9. Published in the palace of Ashdod and in the palaces of the land of Egypt, and say, Assemble yourselves upon the mountains of Samaria, and, be, and behold the great torments in the midst thereof, and the oppressed in the midst thereof. Verse 10, For they know not to do right, saith the Lord God, who store up violence and robbery in their palaces. Verse 11, Therefore thus says the Lord God, an adversary, there shall be even around about the land, and he shall bring down thy strength from thee, and thy palaces shall be spoiled. 
Verse 12, thus says the Lord, as the shepherd taketh out the mouth of the lion, two legs or a piece of an ear, so shall the children of Israel be taken out that dwelleth in Samaria, in the corner of a bed, and in Damascus, in a couch. Verse 13, hear ye and testify in the house of Jacob, saith the Lord God, the God of hosts. Verse 14, that in the days that I shall visit the transgressions of Israel upon him, I will also visit the altars of Bethal, and the horns of the altar shall be cut off and fall to the ground. This is where God is, and we talked about this before. God kept on reiterating back to me that Bethal is where it says God is being met. This is where God was having the people to do sacrifices for him. And it's talking about God, and this is the will of God, and this is where God had established his time and his effort and his communication and his priests in order for them to have the people to be able to hear from him. They had to have the priest to come into the holies of holies where he dwelled. And if the priests weren't right, God will kill them. And how they were able to take the priest out is that they had the bells around their ankles. And once the bells had stopped, the people couldn't go in and get the dead body. But they had uh, pretty much ropes around the priest so that they can pull them out of the holies of holies. So they couldn't have to go in and, and see God for themselves. Y'all don't hear me, though. It's getting to that point. If we don't turn around and do what God says do, we are yet to be still cut off as they were. Verse 15, I will smite the winter house with the summer house and the house of ivory shall perish and the great houses shall have an end, saith the Lord God. And God kept telling me that we will have a lot of winter is going to have summer elements to it and summer will have winter elements to it it's gonna be all these natural chaoses and i'm coming back i went and i know we preached in this and we i've come back around it and this is what god is keep telling me we have to keep doing this we have to keep telling them we have to go back into amos we have to go back into these different scriptures in order for you to understand and every time i go back god is giving me more god is giving me more and just different locations in the bible and these different locations mean something to us and it should be something more relevant for us, like Moab, and why is the chaos, and why is the evidence of things going on at that time, at this period. But you don't understand it until you're in it. And God kept going and having me to go back into it. We need to repent. Simply put, if we don't do what God says do, whether we are in this time or when we were in the back in the centuries of times where God is speaking to the nation and we need to be going about our father's business. Man, pastor, man, prophetess, do you understand that every time that God gives me a word, I am sitting up here and I have to mold through it. I have to be like, you know, and I and I know a lot of people say that's kind of a sad situation, but sometimes I think about the cow. And the cow has six chambers. They have six stomachs. And they have to be able to, you know, chew on the curd or the 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 hay that the part or the grass that they're given. And they have to digest that. And then when I digest it enough that I have to be able to annotate it, have it to come right back up, regurgitate and give it back to you, it is something profound. So when God goes back and says, hey, I need you to do Amos 2, second chapter, third chapter, and then sometimes to have my, my mind and my body to come back, it is a lot that I have to process. And we as a nation, as a people, we need to process these things when God is sitting up here and talking. He is talking and we are not listening. So what I'm telling you right now, we as a body of Christ, we need to be praying. We need to be meditating. We need to be getting back into our word of God. 
I don't care what kind of changes I'm going through. I'm asking God to take care of me, to understand and know that whatever life is changing, that God is sitting up here and talking and we have to act and we need to act soon. Wait a minute, pass. What do you No, we need to act. When you know something is not right, say it. Say it in love, but also at the same time, say it the way that God has said it. Wait a minute, Pastor. You gonna know I'm going to step on toes. I'm going to let you be out. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to tell you because I don't want you going to hell. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here. We, we sitting up here and telling you in love, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't sit up here. You know, so many do, don't, 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 don't. After a while, God is going to sit there and he's going to shut the mouths of the prophets. He's going to sit there and he's going to shut the male, the female prophets and then sit up here and say, you know what? I'm done talking. Now it's time for judgment. And we as a body of Christ, we have to sit here and we have to obey God. Do you feel as though it's time is almost time is so much shorter than you think. It is almost time for him, for his son to come. And no man knows the day or the hour when the Son of Man is going to come. So when I tell you is, it's a hard thing to swallow, it's a hard pill to swallow, don't think that because, man, prophetess, she's not seeing as much. No, God is talking. I just have to process it all to give it back to you. And a lot of these times, a lot of the word is is harsh. It's 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 like I have to be able to, to have it to go down. And it is it's better going down, but when it reaches the stomach, it coats it. It it has to because we as the body of Christ, we're so used to water down preaching. And when you get the word of God, it is a life. It is abundance. It also cuts you. It's like a two-edged sword. It cuts and it heals at the same exact time. And we have to accept that. Now, if you don't think that God is speaking, please understand God is speaking more now than ever. And we have to be listening. Wait a minute, Pastor Prophetess. What do you mean? God is speaking through nature. He is speaking through so many calamities and so many different lives are dying and going to hell because people want to sit up here and you're sending yourself to hell. God isn't sending you to hell. You know what's right and what's wrong. You choose to be able to do whatever you want to do. Now you need to understand your choices have actions and consequences to those actions. All the time, my big mama, big dad used to say, if you done wrong, the consequence to your actions will come up and it will seriously hurt you. It will seriously let you know what's going on. So you need to go ahead, start confessing, Start knowing what's going on and the times, the times we are living in, you need to know the times. And right now, this is my broadcast to you. We are in a critical moment. If you see that California has 13 earthquakes within 25 minutes and is waking up the people, God is speaking. Then we need to be listening. And at the same exact time, you know, well, this is unnatural because God is sitting there and telling you, change your ways. Sitting up here and telling the state of California, change your ways and get the person out of office that is doing these different things that has sat there and made it lackluster so you can be able to do whatever. No, God is sitting up there and he's telling you he's appointing us to do better. He's appointing us to sit here and do better. And we need to, we need to live a life that is of God. And we need to sacrifice. We need to be obedient. We need to. I'm not just putting my, I'm not putting just you. I'm saying for myself, I'm saying we, we need to come to a realization that we all need God in this time and this season. Amen. Now. The starting point for this part is if you do not know Christ as your personal savior, you need to go to Romans 
10, 9 through 13. And you need to ask God to come into your heart. Ask for forgiveness first and say with your lips and confess with your mouth that the Lord Jesus Christ has been able to save you. And when you do that in earnest prayer, God will meet you at your knees 24-7. He will meet you. And it's not about you being a Greek or Jew. It doesn't matter. God accepts all of us, no matter skin tone, what have you. God wants us to come and repent and change from what we're doing and do what he says to do. And that's a start. Now, do you all, when someone sits there and they turn back to their wicked ways and they used to be saved, they're no longer of God, they're of Satan. And do you understand that's a critical moment? That's more critical than anything because the enemy will sit there and kill you while you're out there. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Man, Pat, no, I'm being real. This time and this moment in your life is so much so real that we as the body of Christ, we need to be sitting up here. We need to be sitting up here and realizing that God is talking. You out there in the world, you think you can go ahead and be saved and go to the clubs and, oh, God is this and God is that. And you sitting up here living haphazardly and God is sitting here and telling you clean up your act this is not the way that I need for you to be my child I don't know who I'm talking to but I'm telling you he's compelling us he is pleading with us he is telling us what is required and we need to be doing those things now I'm telling you in this sign in this season Death has been able to be proclaimed. Death sentence has been proclaimed. This has been a lot. You see so many people's lives are hanging in the balance. Do you understand? God is talking and we need to be listening. Thank you for listening. And if you like what, you, what you've heard thus far, please follow and subscribe. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, and other major platforms. I am getting to that point where I need to start doing more YouTube. And if you like what you've heard thus far, please like and share and leave us a five-star rating. If you have any questions or comments, please reach us out to us on Facebook. It is written. L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-G-A. Once again, it is L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. It is written. And also at the same time, please make sure you understand that I have an email also that's in my uh, podcast. So please reach out, prayer requests, questions, what have you. But also at the same exact time, I'm going to serve notice to the devil. If you have witches, warlocks coming into this ministry that's trying to combat this ministry, I will tell you, I am going to denounce it. And I'm letting you know right now, this is of God. Do not come for me. Do not come for my family, my finances, or any other situations. I will tell you right now, I am not going to pray over you. God said, I suffer a witch not to live. So I'm telling you right now, everything that you try to mask, everything that you try to combat, everything that you are trying to do that is not holy. I'm telling God, I am casting it out. I am announcing it and I am telling you the enemy is not going to win. Not any other season, not this time, nor ever. So I'm letting you know right now, this is of God. I am listening towards God's voice. I am not going towards anyone else's voice, but God's voice. So I'm letting you know right now. Start realizing. And also Audible. I did not know I am on Audible. So also let I'm letting you know this right now. A lot of times we need to start realizing that God is speaking more and more each and every day. I want to start getting more into YouTube so you can see me. 
and also see what is going on as far as how this podcast is being able to be conducted, but no more so than anything that I am a blessed to have been able to hear from you, whether you are at the beginning of this time period and you just found me haphazardly, thank you. And for the ones that's been with me from the beginning, thank you. It has been awesome. I thank you so much for being able to listen to me today. Just repent. Do what God says do, because now more than ever, he is talking. We need to listen and we don't need to get lost in the shuffle. And um, I know that in a few, we need to start going into a different realm of what God is speaking about. And I cannot wait to tell you more, but please know that God is listening and God is talking and we need to listen. And now more than ever, our nation is in peril. So we need to be praying for our nation. November is coming up soon. So we need to be praying for our nation. We need to be praying for our nation in so many different ways. And I wish I can tell you more. Right now, we need to be talking more to God and getting ourselves ready because God is going to have us to have more of a calling on our lives that we're going to be going into the nations for the United States. And we're going to be going around and we're going to be talking. But I'm telling you right now, we need to listen to God more and more and we need to pay attention, not just news broadcastings. We need to be more tuned into God's broadcasting, not just the world, but we need to be tuned in more into what God is saying. Amen. This time, this season. Like I said, thank you so much for listening to me. Thank you so much for heeding God's word. We are in a transition stage where we need to be shifting what God is telling us. Not what man is telling us, but what God is telling us. Amen. So much, so much thank you so much for listening, being obedient. Thank you so much. Annyeong.